0: welcome to this episode of trade talks my guest here today is philip from australia he's the founder of opus trading i'll leave all the links down in the description so definitely check him and opus trading out once again welcome
1: hey how are you man i'm great and how are you i'm good i'm good thanks for having me on
0: yeah definitely thank you for uh, coming so like a little tradition on this show already i want to ask you how did you actually get into forex if you maybe want to outline your journey some pitfalls the experiences you've gone through already so from like zero to where you are right now
1: yeah so it's actually been a long and um you could say an up and down journey so i actually i actually funny enough started into the cryptocurrency okay i was never into forex to be honest so i started into crypto in uh, Early 2017, so before the the boom. Right. And um, yeah, I, just, I knew about crypto from a few people. I started investing, trading, and all was going well. The t- 2017 boom came at the end of the year. Yeah. And I remember, you know, just my portfolio was, was going really good. My, you know, my capital increased and I had no idea about trading whatsoever back then. Yeah. So it it was quite difficult not understanding the whole concept of highs and lows and you know the greed and the fear and all the emotions, psychology. Yeah. So I pretty much didn't cash out. Okay. That's what happened. Yeah. And um, so the money pretty much disappeared right in front of my eyes. Damn. And um, I remember thinking there was a lot of people that w- went through the same process, right? Because We were all pretty much, um, we had no idea trading. Yeah, I was in the same boat actually. That's when I started as
0: well, and I didn't cash out either.
1: Yeah, it's funny how a lot of people went through the same thing and um well I didn't understand why at that point, but then I wanted to understand why did these things happen. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to to understand everything there was about trading and everything there was about um learning to trade. At that time, um, as you know, my, my friend Alex from, from Canada, yeah. he was getting started in Forex. He was just getting started yeah. and he showed it to me. And I was like, nah, I don't think this is for me. You know, that was right after the crypto hit. Yeah. And then I was like, you know, you, it's all, it's a defeat once you actually quit. Right. True. Yep. So I thought I don't want to be defeated by the markets um i don't want to quit i'd rather just come learn everything there is to it and then i started looking into forex which was actually a lot more stable um compared to crypto Uh, it made a lot more sense right it was it was some it was a markets that moved have been moving for you know for years and a lot longer than cryptocurrency so started looking into it got into it then me and alex pretty much started our journeys together and um we learned, we learned a lot, man. We, we went through everything there was to go through on the internet, indicators, strategies, um, styles of training. We tried it all.
0: Yeah. So kind of just trial and error
1: that, yeah, that's literally all it was. And I'm talking like for a year and a half, it was just trial, error, trial and error. Every time we thought we had it, mm-hmm. you know, we figured out we didn't, every time we thought, oh, this is it, it wasn't, it wasn't, yeah. It wasn't. And, um. Until actually, um, figured it out, and it, it's funny enough when you figure it out, you realize it's actually so much simpler than you thought.
0: Absolutely. And yeah. what do you mean by figure it out? Did you sit down with a mentor, or did you decide to stick to
1: one thing, or? So t- to be honest, figuring it out is is more of it. It's it's a feeling, you know. It just clicks in your head, and it's the day you actually start understanding that risk management with a strategy that is profitable is really, is really all you need. That is it, yeah. that is what yeah. you figure out. You figure out that losses are a part of the game. You figure out that you are your worst enemy in trading mm-hmm. and you figure out that you're the one in control. If you're taking losses, it's because you're taking the losses. No one else is make, taking those losses for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you have a loss, you cut it early, you can do that. Yeah. You're in control. So it, it's, that's what I meant by you figure it out. Right. Okay. And um,
0: so how did you get into going from there to actually creating Opus and a kind of
1: learning platform for other people then? Yeah, so, so that was um due to what we went through in our learning journey. So when we, were, when we were trying to learn and trying to gather information off the internet, I remember we were thinking man, there's a lot of stuff out here. There's yeah. so much stuff that, you know, we're trying to filter out the good from the bad. And and look, don't get me wrong, there was a lot of people teaching Forex at that time. There was a lot of people um, showing their ways and their strategies, but everybody shows their strategies and their ways, and a lot of people put a lot of unnecessary information, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So I thought if I could come up with pretty much um, – an education course, an educational course where the information is is simple, accurate, easy to understand, mixed with you know um, something that 's decently priced and that 's what people would want because I, I remember I remember thinking that 's something that I wish I had when I was learning when yeah. I was online my- yeah so I so, created it a- also there 's a lot of um there's a lot of scams out there um, in this game, unfortunately.
0: There's much it's more now than before, I think.
1: Yeah, it's un- it's really unfortunate because there's a lot of legitimate people. Yeah, and and then there's also a lot of um, there's a lot of scammers out there, you know, just trying to take people's money, teach them absolutely nothing in return.
0: But those legitimate um, people are normally way smaller in size, if you know what I mean, than those who are the flashy ones with the guru kind of stuff
1: yeah of course yeah i I know exactly what you're saying so and that's hindering it yeah and it's sometimes it's quite hard to actually try and pick who's real and who's not yeah so that's actually where Opes came from it came from just wanting to create a a forex community and educational course um for people to come learn the right way learn um accurate information simple to understand and actually understand the markets and how they work properly right and
0: i know we talked about this in the previous podcast when we were all together it was regarding psychology and how you were starting a really important um uh, course yeah. i think it was or a sub course in your in OPES for psychology right correct. correct yeah i think that yes, yeah sorry yeah yeah that's right we were speaking about that last time exactly and i think that's far more important then look, you can have a strategy, and you can teach the strategy in like a week or three. But unless one doesn't understand the psychology behind himself, he will never actually
1: trade that methodology. Like it won't work. Would you agree there? One hundred percent, one hundred percent. I always say this. So people overlook psychology, yeah, and it's um, it it's funny because people don't understand that you can have a strategy that you know that that so has a winning rate of 90%. It only has the 10% loss rate. Yeah. But if you don't have the proper psychology in place, even with a 90% win rate, yeah. you're still going to lose.
0: Yeah.
1: And people do not understand this. They overlook psychology and I think that's something that people need to actually experience for themselves. Yeah. <clears throat> and and um that's where that's when I say that when real money is deposited into an account, that's when people start experiencing the real psychology of trading. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah
0: so I think we talked this as well about this as well. So demo accounts for me is out of the picture. Like I don't think one should ever step on one because it's just gonna play with their emotions and mentality and they're gonna think it's exactly the same on real money. And then when yeah. they step onto real money, it's going to be messed up. Like, to what extent would you agree there as well or not?
1: Um, look, I, I, I do agree. I, I do think psychology, you can't learn psychology on a demo. Psychology is no. something you learn on the live markets with live money. Yeah. Uh, in saying that, a demo is also good for someone that does understand psychology. They've had that experience and now just simply want to say, Back test or uh, test yes. a new strategy right yeah so they're not they're not trading on a demo for for learning psychology they're purely doing it for a new strategy yeah so that that's completely fine if it's something about the markets they're trying to test out yeah if we're talking about psychology um yeah psychology is something you need to learn with with actual money because that's when the real feelings come in that's when the real emotions and and the fee and the greed comes in right yeah. I agree on that. That's actually an
0: interesting way to look at it because mostly people jump on the demo before trying out real money. But if yeah. you do it after, that might actually be good. <laughs> okay, interesting. So based on all of this, do you think still in the, the world we live right now, trading is something you can do by yourself completely or a mentor
1: is needed to kind of succeed in this? Look, it's it's like, um. The way i look at it is it's like anything in life right you can always learn it yourself you can learn anything yourself Mm -hmm. um but if you want to shorten your learning curve if you want to you know skip all the unnecessary things filter out all the all the stuff that you that's not needed
0: yeah
1: having a mentor will save you time and at the end of the day the way i look at, at things is time is money yeah so yes, you might be paying for a mentor, but if this mentor is going to save you, you know, two years off your learning curve, then it's totally worth it. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's something I went through. I went through a year and a half, me and Alex, of having to learn the good from the bad. Whereas if we had a mentor right from the start, we would have cut all this out and um, that wouldn't have been needed. Yeah. And sure. then the time would have actually been uh, you know valuable because time, time is the most valuable thing. Yeah, absolutely yeah.
0: yeah
1: okay and so how do you think
0: people get into the top 10 percent of winning traders then <laughs> from
1: this psychology okay so <clears throat> it really comes down to psychology because I'll, I'll i'll repeat this over and over again if someone does not have control of their emotions and control of their mind hmm it is only a matter of time before they stuff it all up, mm-hmm. and I've, I've I've seen it in other traders. I've seen it in myself. In my, in, you know, in the beginning of my journey, I've seen it in others. If you, if you can have the best strategy, and you know, you can be making money. You can, you can be having good weeks, week after week. But if your psychology is not on point, yeah, it is a matter of time before you stuff it all up.
0: I agree. Yeah. Because trading, in a sense, it's uh, kind of, it opens up all your insecurities, all your kind of breaks maybe in you in order Correct. to, it shows you what you really are. And then, Correct. yeah, so it's it's a huge thing that many people can't actually stand face to face to.
1: Correct. Yeah, that's that's right, I man. So I, I've always said it, I'll in my course as well, it's, you will discover things about yourself you didn't even know existed yeah. when you start trading. Exactly. And... Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's to be part of the 10%, you know, you really have to look at trading and and, and all of this as a business, right? So when someone opens a business, yeah. some weeks they have losses and that's all right. Same thing in trading. If you have a loss in a week, that's okay. Absolutely. You know, um, some businesses, you know, so a lot of businesses when they open, they're at a loss for the first year of operation. Of course. And that's the same as trading. It's like in your first year, you're going to be losing money because yeah, but, you're still earning.
0: Yeah, but people don't see... I don't think people see it that way. Like in a business, people might see it as like sunken costs or like you invest into a vehicle or something, whatever. But in trading, it's it's like advertised as something that you start and you're going to become good at it. So the emotional yeah. attachment of, oh, I'm not making money right now is
1: already that burden that's already on their shoulders. You know what I mean? Correct. And, and see, it's also a psychology thing. And I'll explain to you why. It's because... In business, let's say when people um, pay for things, even if they come out at a loss, they still see that they received a material object or, or something physical in return and something tangible. And when they look at that, they think that yes, I'm at a loss, but at least I have something for it. Yeah. Whereas in training, they overlook the fact that they are actually receiving something in return, and and that's. You know that's education and knowledge that they didn't have before and experience you're paying for experience and you can't put a price on that yeah i agree but because yeah sorry sorry go ahead yeah i was was just saying people people do really do not understand that um there is no limits in trading so if the, the quicker you learn and get your learning curve um over and done with you know there really is no limits to what sort of money you can be making in trading so it's the same thing as when people go, um, say, to university, right? People are happy to pay 50000 100000 for a course yeah. at, at, at university. And they're paying for education. And then people want to come into trading. And if they lose $10,000 in, in, in their first year, they think, oh, nah this isn't good. I don't like it. I'm not making money. Exactly. People don't compare these things, right? And it's the same thing. You're, you're paying $10,000 for your education.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think... It's also in the world we live in with materialism and instant gratification. Everything around us is built in order for us to feel instantly gratified and to have a materialistic pleasure. Hence, Correct. what you said about receiving a materialistic item in a business venture can't compare yeah. to the experience in trading. Exactly.
1: Right? Exactly. Um, well, At the end of the day, that's what separates the 10% from the 90 yeah. All right. So, so the, the people who actually do see um, the future, who look down, you know, look at the future, look at the future goals, what they can achieve from trading long-term, not short-term, they're the people that are going to be part of the 10%. They're the people that are going to actually succeed and and create, you know, real wealth. And um, um, I don't know if you know, I don't know if I've told you, but OPES is actually a Latin word standing for wealth.
0: Okay. And why
1: it chose, yeah, why I chose that word is because I wanted to actually, um, I wanted, I wanted to solidify that forex is not, you know, get rich quick scheme. Right. It's it's for building real wealth. It's for build, um, building um long term compounding wealth. Wow, that's and Yeah, a lot of people enter this game for you know getting rich quick or making quick money, but that's that's not what I kind of stand for or see trading as yeah i would say i'm
0: on the same page now but i did get into this as a uh, quick, quick uh, get quick rich get rich quick. yeah I, I think
1: majority of us did <laughs> yeah and then it's only a matter of time before you realize if you don't change your way of thinking you're just gonna be out of the game really quick
0: yeah but i also think for younger people like for example when i started i was 17 or something or 18 that's to be fair that's young right and at that age it's your mind is going through instant gratification 24/ 7 kind of thing maybe when you're older 100%. You're kind of yeah so 100%. for us I think it was a little it's it's kind of not weird but it's kind of cool to see our aged people in the game as well kind of mastering their psychology and stuff like that because uh, normally that's not what you see with 21 and 20
1: year olds yeah Look, the, the, the way I like to put it and the way I like to tell people how, how this works is if you look at it as, an, as a business, which is exactly what it is and how you should look at it. Yeah.
0: You're
1: yeah. going to have to remember this, that if you open any other business in life, you're not going to expect your business to be performing at its absolute best in the first year or two or even three, three years, right? Yeah. So if if you're getting into forex and you actually want to trade it like a business you got to remember if you're going to be doing this for life right yeah yeah so there's no point in thinking of, of making this you know huge sum of money in your first year because it's really not going to happen right yeah so if you look at it like a business and you think this is your career yeah. which is how people should look at it it's your career
0: yeah
1: then you're not going to allow yourself to end the year at a loss no. if you're treating it like a career.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and it's, it's, um, it's always the people that I see come in and out of the game. It's the ones that aren't really that serious about it. Of course. Yeah, it's the ones that are just, you know, oh, I can make a bit of money on the side. I can yeah. make a lot That's, if you're not treating it as your full-time, your, you know, your whole heart is into this game. It's only a matter of time before you leave. Yeah, of course. You know, as soon
0: as I hear people say I'm going to do it as a hobby or a side thing, I'm like, yeah, well, don't even start. There's no point. for Yeah. (laughs) But there's actually one thing that I want to add or maybe counteract what you just said. In a sense, there is a huge difference between a business venture and Forex because in a business venture, look, if you have a good business idea or business plan, you can kind of portray an alpha mentality and be like, I'm going to be the best, and I'm going to be conquering other companies around me or locally or whatever, internationally, and I can actually achieve my business idea within a year or maybe a couple of years. you You can actually be fierce and conquer other companies. I think in Forex, if you go in with that mentality, you're also going to lose because you can't conquer the market. You can only wait and see what it gives you. I think that's a huge misconception where people get in and be like, I'm going to conquer the market. But in reality, you, you're not, you're taking opportunities, which it's giving you where it's, and that's the opposite in business. In business, you don't wait for opportunities.
1: You create those opportunities. If you know what I mean? You're a hundred percent right. But see, I like to see it from a bit of a different perspective. Okay. I like to see as there is something to conquer mm-hmm. and that's yourself. Okay. Yeah. This game is you against you and if so this is this is why once again it all comes down to psychology is if you know how to conquer yourself
0: yeah
1: and it's and it's a very difficult and hard thing to conquer yourself and to conquer your yeah so in itself that is one of the greatest achievements you can actually um you can actually have and i always say that the lessons you learn in trading go much further than just you on the charts or on the floor oh absolutely they're actually lessons you know in in your life you take them on in your life so if you conquer yourself in your trading you're actually conquering a lot more than um just your trading it goes into your, your actual life as well yeah. outside the chart. yeah you become like an all-rounded
0: person in a lot of aspects
1: of course discipline um you know mindset the yeah. way you, the way you actually behave your confidence it all Will, um, will actually stem out into your actual life yeah so when people say yeah forex is something
0: easy it's I would say it's probably one of the hardest jobs out there uh, uh,
1: yeah if, probably if not the hardest <laughs> yeah you're right yeah.
0: I mean there's physical work but mentally yeah probably one of the toughest Um. so what's your relationship with losing trades then and what do you do after having one and also what's your relationship with winning trades and what do you do after you win like you know because you have to do something
1: for both i guess look um i'm still a human so there is the aspect of emotions that do kick in yeah and there. Of but at the end of the day um after years you know of of being in this game i've kind of just developed a unbiased mentality towards both because both winning winners and losers require no emotion from you mm mm-hmm. yeah Right. Um, so I, I try to be as much of a robot as I can. I'm not gonna sit here and say I am a robot because <laughs> I am a human. Yeah. 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 So um after a losing trade, what I usually do is just I step away from the charts. I really do, because I've experienced it in my in when I first started trading. If you don't start applying these things and start doing them and, you know, actually following your rules, which is step away from the charts first thing, you're going to find yourself trying to revenge trade or trying to enter another trade to make your money back. And all those, um, you could say all those feelings come back, um, come in and start setting in. Yeah. But after time and after, you know, experience in the markets, you start realizing that that doesn't work and it's yeah. only going to let something worse. Yeah. Yeah. So after losing a trade, I just try and step away from the charts as quickly as possible. And then you'd be done for the day, for example. Exactly right. Just move on. Um, I like to. After a while, I like to come back and just reflect on why it went wrong. Okay. What I could have done better. Mm-hmm. Um. And usually, what I try and do is just leave that particular currency pair that I took a loss on alone. Okay. Unless it's something that is, you know, that I've analyzed and I actually understand exactly why I went wrong, and there is a clear new trade to enter, yeah, then I will enter it. If not, I try and stay away from that currency pair because that does lead um, traders usually to enter into like a revenge type of trade. Ah, right. So you leave it for like a day, and the next day you see for yeah, just. Yeah, until that particular, you know, structure yeah. or whatever time frame you were trading um, has done its move and mm-hmm. moved on. Okay, gotcha.
0: And regarding winning trades,
1: so winning trades is actually the same thing. And um, so um, part of psychology again is you have to treat your winners just like your losers. Mm-hmm. Just because it's a winner, you're not meant to be excited by it, and you know, um be be really happy that you took a trade and i'll, I'll actually tell you a little bit psychologically why that uh, that's the case okay. so there was a time when i first got started then i think i made say a few thousand let's say three thousand dollars that week right yeah and then the next week came and i had made you could say two thousand dollars now on the on the account that i was trading that was that was like a really good week right right and I remember thinking last week I made three thousand. This week I've made two thousand. This isn't good enough. I need to make more. Oh wow! So you start looking at it psychologically. That's because you emotionally attached yourself to the three grand, right? I emotionally did that. Yeah. So I attached feelings to that particular number.
0: Yeah.
1: And now because I've did that, the other amount I wasn't looking at it, looking at it from a percentage point of view mm-hmm. I was looking at it more from a dollar point of view yeah. so I wanted to make just as much if not more I tried doing so I ended up losing the 2,000 and then I ended up losing the 3,000 from the week before no way yeah so that was right at the beginning of my journey I remember being on the phone to Alex actually when, when I was doing all those trades and you know it was still our learning it was our, all our learning stages it was years ago um, and that did teach me a big lesson it taught me that being excited about your winners is just as bad as being upset about your losers. If not, even worse. If Exactly. If not, even worse, because you're emotionally attaching yourself to the trades. Whereas if I didn't have those emotional attachments, I would have just accepted the $2,000 because it was still a, you know, a great percentage on the account I was trading. Yeah, that's and really important. Moved on. And I didn't understand. Realistically, you can't be making more and more profits every single week no yeah it's it's you know it's pretty much not possible to do that so it was it was a big lesson to me and um yeah so that is how i treat my winners just like my losers
0: yeah that's really nice thank you for the insight and uh, just to jump quickly i think the biggest thing to uh, keep consistent in, uh, in forex is to look at percentages instead of numbers numbers will mess you up regardless correct 100 percent. so even pips you know i try to stay away from pips as well because that doesn't really mean anything to me you know. like i can have 400 pips but if it's like 0.5 percent well there's no point
1: exactly exactly right
0: um i want to go back to to something you said about strict rules so trading plan i i would imagine yeah could you maybe define what you actually mean by like a plan and in what what is actually a plan for you because for everyone it's different you know for some people it's some psychological rules for some people it's some things they need to focus on or what is it for you exactly like a trading plan
1: all right so a trading plan is pretty much it's much more than your actual trading alone it's much more than analysis and looking at charts your trading plan is actually your way of life you could say right your whole life becomes your trading plan okay Because um, the way way I look at it is if if you're not paying attention or if you're lacking discipline in your life outside the charts, then what makes you think you're going to have discipline on the charts? Yeah. Everything works hand in hand. So this is why I tell people trading is so much more than what people think it is. It is so much more. It's actually, it becomes your way of life. It becomes you in a way. Yeah. So, my trading plan is pretty much from the moment I wake up. Um, first thing I like to do in the morning is, um, you know, like sit, reflect, do it, you know, get a meditation in.
0: Okay.
1: Because um, that sets the tone for the whole day. Yeah. If I start my day, you know, with anger and, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm upset at something, then that's going to set the tone for my whole day. That's going to be reflected in my trading. Yeah. So, I like to start my day, I'm um, waking up meditating, setting the tone for the day. After that, I like to get a little bit of exercise in, whether it's... Um, so I don't really have time to go to the gym. I just like to do, you know, a bit of stretching at home, right. a bit of training, um, walking, running, any, anything like that, yeah. because a healthy body is also a healthy mind. That's yeah. how I look. Absolutely. Um, after that, so I'll work on... I split my time into working on the education as well as my own training. Yeah. So when I do work on the education that's also to do with trading so I'm doing that otherwise my trading plan consists of looking at the charts looking at the week what's coming up um analyzing analyzing what charts I want to analyze yeah and I, I pretty much don't I try and stay away from Asia unless it's something really nice unless it's a so I'm a swing trader as you know okay if I'm trading um you know, the, the time doesn't really bother me. I can just enter a trade. It doesn't matter what session we're in yeah. because my stops are usually large. It doesn't, doesn't really bother me. But if I am day trading, you could say, or doing little scalps, which I do do because I try and switch my trading all the time depending on the markets and what they're showing me. Okay. So I have different strategies and different accounts. You could say each for their own, um, for their own stock. Okay. So for my days, I try and um, pre-London. I'm usually at the computer. I'm once again breaking down charts. I have my rules in place, which I'm always reinforcing in my head. I'm always reading them. And then you it's important to always stick by them. Yeah. And then once the day finishes, once I've taken my trade, part of my trading plan is also moving away from the computer. Yeah. That's a big part of the trading plan. And that's a, a lot of people don't look at this, you know, they don't see something important, mm-hmm. but moving and stepping away is actually a very big part of your plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, um. look, it's different for everyone. It's yeah. it's, um, it's something very personal to different people, depending on your lifestyle, on on what you're doing, on um, what you have going on during the, your day. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, will, that will make up your trading plan. But that's pretty much a little rundown of how I do it.
0: Interesting. Yeah, but what a really nice uh, kind of denominator with everyone is, is that it's discipline. Like, you know, you have... Your, yeah, it's just discipline, like you said. So, nice. Um, And screen time. What's your take on overdoing it on screen time and how much time do you actually spend on screens? Because for me, it's minimal. I spend like maybe a week. For, I had weeks when I spend like two hours a week and I'll be
1: happy you know what's your yeah um, yeah like like i said so i spend a lot of time on the computer but that's more for the educational side of things now for trading yeah um i'd maybe spend 30 minutes you could say in the mornings i'd maybe spend an hour to two say around london that's if i am trading london yeah so maybe you could say two hours a day yeah nice just for my trading yeah and then you just monitor on your phone or something throughout yeah so i like to just you know step out or unless it's like a scalp where i just want to monitor it but it's usually done really quickly anyway yeah but um yeah i'm, I'm always i like to take the trades and then just moving away from the computer there's really no need to sit and stare at your charts sit no. and stare candle by candle no. you know every little pip movement yeah so i go out man i go whether i'm going to eat have dinner going out and then I really like to look at say hourly closures and four hourly closures. Same, yeah. Yeah, so every hour I pull out my phone, look at what's happening around the closure. Do yeah. I still like the trade? Do I still wanna be in it? If I do, I just leave it. If I don't, I can just close it off my phone. Yeah, nice. I think this is a huge tip for beginning traders
0: because we all probably uh, made mistakes here and struggle with this. Yeah. So for those listening, definitely take, in- take that into account. Um, I actually, um, I asked you everything uh, I wanted to know, and I'm really, uh, thankful that you shared everything else. I was wondering if you have any other psychology, psychological trip, tips or tricks or anything else you would want to say for those starting out or in their
1: journey, maybe something you want to share. Um, yes, yeah, so I did do a webinar on, on the four fees of trading, so you have can indeed. get out i'll definitely on- link that up uh, into the description yeah they can go on my youtube and check that out i'll give you another little you know tip and hint so for all beginner traders they have to really understand what, what what they're going into is a probability game yeah so the first thing they need to understand is if you're a perfectionist and you think you need to get a hundred percent of your trades correct that's pretty much impossible yeah um uh, I don't know a single trader that has a hundred percent winning rate. No. And um, it's, it's really bad mentality to have. So if you're a perfectionist, leave that outside, uh, outside your trading, because it's not going to happen here. Yeah. You have to understand trading is a probability game, Mm -hmm. right? So you have to pretty much get a strategy that has a particular, you know, back tested and proven to work. Or to have a winning rate of a certain percentage Mm -hmm. once they have that they have to understand it's it's like it's you could say like flipping a coin Mm -hmm. the heads and the tails is a 50 50 Mm -hmm. but you don't know if you flip a coin 10 times what you're going to get Mm -hmm. you can really get 10 heads for that for that sequence of 10 right you could yeah so They have to understand that the same, it's the exact same thing to do in their trading. They can have 10 winning trades in a row or 10 losing trades in a row. So, what a lot of beginners seem to do is come in and then when they see a really, you know, nice trade with a lot of confluence, they'll risk a lot more on that single trade. Yeah. And then that ends up being a losing trade. And then the next trade that doesn't have much confluence ends up being, you know, a four to one trade.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So they, they mistake the whole, um, the whole, you know, concept of how trading works. Yeah. So trading is just simply probabilities. And every trade has an equal amount of, you know, you could say um, probability of working out. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to sit and risk a lot more on certain trades or a lot, a lot less on certain trades, it's really going to stuff up your strategy. That, that's part of your strategy. Yeah. Now saying that I do risk sometimes more on certain trades than I do on others. Mm-hmm. But that comes obviously with experience.
0: Yeah.
1: And and there's also the management of the trade because I can always close the trade early and not lose as much anyway. True. So I'd say they need to really understand the probabilities aspect mm-hmm. psychologically, accept it, actually accept losses. Yeah. And um, accept that, you know, the, the, you're going to have losses in this game. So there's the difference between a trading loss and a trading mistake as well. A trading loss is just simply a trade that didn't go right. Yeah. Happens. Yeah. It's normal. Everybody has losses. A trading mistake is when you break your own rules. Yes, exactly. So that, that's different. That's in your own, that's in your control. Yeah. So trading mistakes don't need to happen. Trading losses are completely normal. Yeah probabilities and and you know the losses aspect is a big psychological thing that all beginners need to understand they all need to um to, to pretty much wrap their heads around if they um if they want I've got I've got a, a psychology telegram yeah so I'm gonna start doing you know a lot more zooms on it and educational content for psychology like you said earlier I'm I'm actually designing a course that's you know like a sub course that's yeah. purely um, purely psychology and uh, sooner or later the way I see it is a lot of people will overlook psychology and mindset but sooner or later when they start trading they're going to realize it's probably the most important aspect yeah unless they have quit before <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: okay and I want to uh, ask you do is there any books that you recommend or you're not a fan of trading
1: books um, no, there, there is a few books I would recommend. So there's, um, there's a book called the trading within the matrix. Yeah. Trading beyond the matrix. Yeah. Oh, beyond the matrix by Van K. Tharp. There's also a book, um, by Mark Douglas, a so trading in the zone. Great yes. book. for yeah. beginners to read that. Yeah. And pretty much, um, a lot of Mark Douglas on YouTube and reading his content, really amazing guy, amazing, um, you know, psychology. Yeah, and most um, of it is free as well, which is exactly hard like right. to get. Yeah. Exactly. All right.
0: Well, once again, I really appreciate uh, the knowledge share. Uh, thanks for having me. Definitely. So, for those listening, I hope you learned something, took some notes, and uh, on this note, stay tuned. There's more to come, and I'll see you in the next episode. Take care.